sebenzile ngambule on SAFM. Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. Thank you for staying with us. It's coming up to uh, seven minutes to go to the top, uh, 17 minutes rather, to go to the top of the hour. Thank you for staying with us. I am Seven Zile Ngambule. Remember, you are sharing your views uh, with us on the various issues. Talking point is, of course, on the re-election of Danny Yodan. We are asking whether you welcome the re-election of uh, Danny Yodan as president of SAFA and what you believe that uh, means for the future of uh, football in this country, at least for the next uh, four years. Send your voice notes on 0826923909. Also on uh, the socials, Twitter or Facebook at The Weekend View and at Seben Gambole. Our Sunday discussion today, June is Global Pride Month. Celebrated, commemorated, marked globally. It, of course, a number, a number of, of issues, right, around the human rights of LGBTQI plus people the world over. And human rights uh, activists exist, of course, uh, to fight for these rights. I am in conversation now with uh, Sisanda Mavimbela, who is joining me on the line from Manzini in Eswatini. We're talking about uh, Global Pride Month, but also some of the, the issues and the challenges that uh, the LGBTQI plus community is facing in that country. Sisanda, it's great to speak to you on this Sunday morning. Let, let's start off with just the the question around the significance of, of Global Pride Month. We, we see it all the time. Corporates, big businesses, organizations get involved. They change their logos to the rainbow flag and so on. And then on 1st July, it's it's back to business as, as usual, as if nothing has happened. What is the significance of this month? Uh, thank you so much for having me, Sally. Um, like like you have mentioned, June is a global Pride Month. This is this is the time where the LGBTI community gets to celebrate life, um, and you know uh, try to raise as much awareness as possible, especially in countries where we are still very much criminalized, and in countries where we have been accepted, we we celebrate that also. But I mean, we we hope it it is during the month it is to to mark. Uh, and win lives of pe- and win hearts of people, so that it is continued beyond uh, the, the colorful rainbow colors you see for the 30 days. Um, and that that is what what we hope June achieves uh, within people. You know, just create awareness for life, not just for the 30 days. Mm-hmm. What have you enjoyed or or, or disliked about how this? This June month in in twenty twenty two, what was marked and some of the things that were happening, some of the conversations that that were happening, in, any standouts uh, for you? Uh, specifically in the country, sir, I think I've enjoyed the fact that uh, this 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 was also a a realization that um, the democracy that we're currently fighting for speaks to exactly the you know with the challenges that we're facing. Were some of the challenges we faced within even trying to celebrate pride uh, were the same challenges that are faced by the pro-democratic movement. You know, it is it speaks to uh, why we want democracy. You know, because like you said before the first of June, these are conversations that we are having, and then on the first of June we realize that oh, this is a conversation that we should be having also, and it ties within with all the struggles that are in the country, you know, be it gender-based violence, be it... So I really enjoyed have, being able to incorporate these conversations within all the uh, issues of, of the country. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Of course, it also c- comes at a, at a time and on the, on the back of uh, several, several months of uh, political instability in, in Eswatini. How has that impacted your ability um, as, as, as uh, LGBT activists in Eswatini to, to do the work advocating for the rights of the community? But of course, as, as citizens, you also are part of the big and broader political battles in the country. Yes, true, uh, Heather. And we, we, it, it has helped us realize that uh, we're just, we are not just a struggle on our own. And, you know, it, is, it, it has helped us impacting, in, in, including the conversations of LGBTI people within the political uh, uh, landscape, you know. It is, it's, it's challenging. It, it also makes us realize that as LGBTI people, we aren't just fighting for democracy. You know, we're not standing on the, on the exact same line as all other citizens because we are really not recognized by our current constitution. So uh, we are actually fighting 10 steps behind, you know, because mm-hmm. we don't even have our basic human rights. Mm-hmm. And so what, was, was it then difficult, I suppose, to, uh, to, to form solidarity with, 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 with other groups, with, that, with other people broadly? Or I suppose you, you don't have a choice, really. You, you're part of it and you, you're also affected by it. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, of course, uh, it's different. We have different institutions, but many are very much acceptance of the fact that uh, for a long time, LGBTI persons in the country have struggled, uh, the same struggle that now they, they, they are fighting for, for. I mean, they've been fighting for for years, but because of, of, of the, the, the unrest that started last, last year around about this time, um, it, it became more and more, well, they realized how, how important it is. And uh, many people have realized and many institutions have realized that this is a struggle that the LGBTI community has been fighting for their whole life. So it was really, uh, it wasn't that difficult. Of course, we have institutions mm. that are uh, Christian-based, so we have that struggle and that are uh, culturally inclined. So we, have, we do have that struggle with a few of them. But it was really not that hard to, to for the mass democratic movement to realize that the LGBTI community is speaking the same language. Mm-hmm. You obviously lead, lead an organization, right? That's uh, um, that, that, that's uh, r- right at the forefront of um, of, of th- this fight on um, you know g- getting the you know LGBTQI people feeling safer and part of society. Um, you, but as as an organization, as um, you've struggled even with with just basic things around around registration. T- tell us a bit about some of the challenges there of of doing this work in Eswatini. Yes, uh, so I'm part of a, uh, I am the director of Eswatini Social and Gender Minority, which is a community-based organization that is focused on advancing and protecting uh, the protection of human rights uh, of, uh, of lesbians, bisexuals, transgender, intersex persons to be specific. Uh, so the aim is obviously to take the queer rights movement beyond the current political uh, uh, politics as, as we understand it. Uh, so, like you said, we even struggled to do the basic thing, like registering the organization, um, which 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 took us back uh, a lot because uh, this this is exactly what we're fighting for, and this is exactly what we're trying to change. You know, a basic right of freedom of association and expression um, was denied to an organization, yet we realized that. Uh, Despite our sexual orientation and gender identity, we still have the right. Uh, we still have all our rights according to the constitution, but we, it, it still failed. You know, these are the these are the challenges we face on a daily basis in a country that does not that has legalized uh, the LGBTI community. You know, it, it's very difficult to to to, to do any work uh, mm. in the country. Yeah, and 
because we are living in a conservative conservative country, uh, in the country, like I said, being predominantly Christian, uh, that we know fosters homophobia and uh, it makes it hard for the society to accept the LGBTI community and and with our culture, you know, we have to we found that we need to educate people that keeping our culture doesn't mean ignoring certain human rights, you know. Uh, the LGBTI persons aren't here to take away anything from the culture. Possibly even, it will even give to the culture, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then in terms of I suppose uh, the, the the state right there, there's often and and this we we see across the region as well um, where where law enforcement is is a is a big part of it where power is is abused um, you know kind of using the power of of the badge there to to um, target people on the basis of their of their sexual orientation are those the sort of things that we see in Eswatini as well. We see, we see them. I mean, they're not they're not things that, that that's the struggle we have. They're not things that are brought forward by the community. Even if we do see them. We know we know them as, a, as as an organization. But these are things that are brought forward due to the prejudice and the and the stigma around it. You know, and the victimization that then that then would follow. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the main struggle in Zimbabwe because we've seen people trying to come up and, and advocate for their human rights and then uh, they are victimized by by law enforcement. Mm-hmm. What what opportunities um, are there for for regional collaboration, right? Just regional um, work towards towards uh, you know similar goals. Of course, of course, each 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 state is is sovereign. They've got you know their own own governments, own laws, and and so on. But of course, there uh, there are opportunities to for for cross border collaboration. Um, how how are you seeking out th- those opportunities? Because these are also issues that we're seeing in in various parts of the region as well. Um, yes, um, thank you. As you said, I think that's a very important question because uh, we find that we were fighting uh, in, in silos, and, and as long as the, the, the policies and the law of the government are unchallenged, even from just the neighboring countries to say, um, we are this far. You know, we've seen uh, in the region a lot of change uh, when it comes to LGBTI community, LGBTI uh, issues, and just just the nudge to, to the state to say, you know, just for, to, for accountability, you know, to say how, how, why aren't you human rights being followed? But also as an organization, just because we're having challenges, like simple challenges for like resources and and being able to work and support within the the, the court case, for example, you know, we can have support from regional uh, organizations and and governments just to say we're here during the court case to understand because it's easier for for someone to feel that they need to do right by their people when, when they're being watched by international um, mm. uh, yeah, persons and, and allies and, stake- and stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Just lastly, um, Sisanda, you, your own hopes for, uh, for, for your, organize, your organization, Eswatini Sexual and Gender Minorities, but also for, for, for your own country as well and, and the LGBTI community there? Uh, I definitely first and foremost hope that uh, we're going to get ESGM registered since we've, we've, we've appealed after we've been denied registration in, in the High Court. We've appealed to the Supreme Court and we hope that um, we are able to register the organization. I mean, this conversation of LGBT has been a long time coming in the country and we're hoping that they're ready to, to hear us, they're ready to listen because we've been even to Parliament to just 
tried to say, we're here also, they were amending a bill and a marriage bill, and we're saying as LGBTI let it speak to the person, let's have a progressive bill, you know. So we are hoping that they're here to listen, the, the, the leaders of the country, the parliamentarians, the reporters, the, the religious leaders, those that hold the, the status of, you know, of opinion leaders, being opinion leaders. We're hoping that they they keep ready to listen to us, and that those are the hopes for the, for the country. That it's about time we start uh, implementing human rights on an international standard. Mm, mm, absolutely, Sisanda. Thank you very much. A pleasure speaking to you, Sisanda Mavimbe who is the executive director of the Eswatini Sexual Gender Minority and Minorities there on the line uh, with us from Manzini in the Kingdom of Eswatini.